Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Festival of Pisces meeting. Before we begin, I would like to mention the tragic conflict in Ukraine and why, at this time of the full moon, we use this opportunity to align with spiritual forces and to channel them into human consciousness through the general distribution flow incorporated in the Great Invocation, rather than focus on the conflict itself. The role of an esoteric group is not to focus its power specifically on an area of planetary crisis, as this may even feed the conflict, but rather to work with established pathways of planetary energy in a more general manner to strengthen the effectiveness of light and goodwill wherever it is found. The efficacy of our work and the power of our service on subjective levels does not arise through direct and reflex emotive response to distressing planetary events, but stems from spiritual detachment and a steadfast alignment with energy flows generated by the hierarchy under the inspiration of the divine purpose and directed towards the carrying out of the plan. Let's return to the festival of Pisces, the 12th and culminating sign of the zodiac. There is a cyclic ebb and flow of spiritual energies with which groups and individuals consciously cooperate. And one such cycle coincides with the phases of the moon, reaching its peak, its high tide, at the, at the time of the full moon, which occurs at 7.17 GMT tomorrow morning. Many meditation groups around the world work with the full moon approach of a hierarchy, although the moon itself has no influence on the work. However, the fully lighted orb of the moon is indicative of a free and unimpeded alignment between our planet and the sun, which sustains all life on Earth. In relation to the law of cycles, we read in a treatise on white magic that, and I quote, the soul's meditation is rhythmic and cyclic in its nature, as is all else in the cosmos. The soul breathes and its form lives thereby. The, the rhythmic nature of the soul's meditation must not be overlooked in the life of the aspirant. There is an ebb and flow in all nature. And in the tides of the ocean, we have a wonderful picture of an eternal law. The keynote for Pisces from the angle of the soul is, I leave the father's home and turning back, I save. The personality keynote is go forth into matter. Matter is everywhere. Objects and forms spring up by the minute, 
and are shipped across the globe in huge container vessels. At this point in the 21st century, we seem to be totally immersed in matter. And in this regard, it's interesting to note that material substance is defined in the dictionary as that which occupies space, has mass, and is composed predominantly of atoms consisting of protons, neutrons, and electrons that constitute the observable universe and that is interconvertible with energy. This definition can be re related to a fundamental proposition in the secret doctrine that spirit and matter are the two poles of the same homogeneous substance and the root principle of the universe. The well-known symbol of Pisces is that of the two fishes linked together by a connecting band, which signifies the bondage that exists between the soul and the personality. The soul is imprisoned in matter, but over time, through conflict, crisis and tension, the hold of the form weakens and the soul awakens. This release or liberation is an enlightening experience <coughs> that turns the darkness into day, bringing new perspectives on life and events. It leads to real progress, spiritual progress, which requires humanity to leave behind or discard the old forms that have served their purpose, useful as they may have been. This kind of progress requires radical thinking, for there is ever a tendency to keep hold of the old ideologies, structures or ways of living. <clears throat> Let's take a few moments of reflection and then say the affirmation of the disciple of the disciple confirming our stance as a group mediating between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity noting that the word men has its meaning as a human being for both men and women alike I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery will of God. And thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve. I am a source of strength enabling them to stand. I am a beam of light shining upon their way. And thus I stand. And standing thus revolve and tread this way the ways of men and know the ways of God. And thus I stand. Oh, 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 oh.
observation of the outer form of things, that which appears in front of our eyes, reveals an amazing diversity. For example, all of the various races and cultures that make up the human species and the wonderful diversity of the animal, plant and mineral kingdoms. These countless forms veil an inner life impulse brought into being by some mind and not by luck or chance, that is, according to the earliest wisdom teachings. Energy follows thought, so without some underlying cause, the outer visible form cannot appear. Inventions originate through the mind's eye, whether in the form of a steam, en steam engine, an electric car, an iPhone, huge mega cities, or through the for forms of serving groups, such as the Red Cross Amnesty, the United Nations agencies, and millions more. And at this time of world tension, with wars in the Ukraine and elsewhere, we continue to see the ingenuity of the human mind corrupted by horrific weapons of war. The materialist does not go along with the idea of an indwelling life behind the outer form. Materialism being defined in the dictionary as the theory that physical matter is the only or fundamental reality and that all being and processes and phenomena can be explained as manifestations or results of matter. Nevertheless, there are many people who hold a materialist philosophy who serve humanity through their work and service. Service being defined in the esoteric teachings as a spontaneous outpouring of soul energy. When considering spirit and matter, we should always bear in mind that from the angle of esoteric philosophy, the redemption of matter and the raising of consciousness are key objectives that confront humanity, the fourth kingdom, which stands between the spiritual kingdom and the animal, plant and mineral kingdoms. <clears throat> redemption is usually understood in a religious context, i.e saving people from sin however from an esoteric perspective it's significant to note that and i quote here esotericism is a science of redemption and of this all world saviors are the everlasting symbol and exponents it was to redeem substance and its forms that the planetary logos came into manifestation and the entire hierarchy with its great leader the christ might be regarded as a hierarchy of redeemers skilled in the science of redemption furthermore in relation to redemption and saviors it's necessary to consider that this isn't a once in a lifetime situation for the laws of rebirth and karma confirm the principle that the soul on its own plane 
the solar angel, takes a set of personality vehicles, objective form, during each incarnation. Also, it's of great significance that according to the teachings, it is group rebirth which is taking place all of the time. Now, the individual is only incidental to this greater happening. This has implications for national and world karma. And if we were to accept as a working hypothesis that the soul returns time and time again to continue its perfecting purpose on earth, we can see in this purposeful repetition the signs of redemption at work, with the soul going forth into matter in order to bring into daily life spiritual values and principles. Whilst an esoteric understanding of the law of cycles, rebirth and karma is of interest, generally speaking, especially in the West, those laws are not widely recognised. Yet paradoxically, as we enter into the new Aquarian age, which will span approximately 2,200 years, there are already definite signs of individuals and groups turning back to save and serve others, having left familiar surroundings to head out into the unknown far country. This is beautifully depicted in that spiritual classic, The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. 1678, which was mentioned last year on the Lucis Trust Zoom broadcast, Awakening to the Angels. Those who go off into the far country and leave their father's home go through experiences that bring both happiness and sadness until such time that the seeker after truth is forced to look upwards for inspiration and solace. Then the scene is set for a change in direction. In the words of the keynote of the full moon meditation, and I quote here, he who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great centre of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark, and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light. And lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives our light. For them the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. <clears throat> Going back to the soul keynote for Pisces, <clears throat> the words to save bring thoughts of rescue from danger or peril or in a religious sense, salvation or deliverance from sin or redemption, as discussed earlier. 
There is also the idea of saving souls of humanity from its errors by some divine intervention. At a higher level, we have world saviors, such as Hermes, the Buddha, Zoroaster, Sri Krishna, and the Christ, who was the greatest of all, according to the Tibetan master. We're told that all we're told that the work of all world saviors depicted in the ancient myths and legends is to distribute divine energy and act as channels for spiritual force. This outpouring manifests in many different ways, sometimes religious, but also through great rulers, dictators, politicians, scientists, educators, fearless journalists, artists, writers, poets, and many more. And as noted in Esoteric Psychology, Volume 2, their work is the work of salvage, of restitution, or renovation and revelation. And through the sacrifice of themselves, they accomplish it. As such, they must be recognised for what they are. Now they are misunderstood, misinterpreted, and judged by their mistakes more than their aims but they are dedicated souls they rescue they lift they integrate they illumine, and the net result of their work from the angle of ultimate history is good the words of the great invocation refer to the return of the christ otherwise known as the coming one for the lord Maitreya, the imam mardi the kalki avatar and the bodhisattva we can speculate on this return as advised by the tibetan in the externalization of the hierarchy i would ask all of you who read these words and then the sermon the second coming to reserve opinion as to the exact nature of that event keep the concept impersonal and link not that appearance to a personality or to an individual if you make the mistake of attaching the meaning to an individual you will limit your understanding and fail in right recognition of group purpose. The work of pouring out the principle of love, which is the Christ principle, and of lifting the masses in their consciousness to the pitch where they can understand and welcome that love principle, is the main work of the new age. And it will inaugurate the age of brotherhood and mould humanity into the likeness of the Christ. That the Oriental peoples may call this great official by another name than that of the Christ has no bearing on the reality and alters not the fact of his influence and his esoteric coming. We shall not speculate on the nature of divine intervention, but instead 
reflect on the word saviour by considering a group saviour who over the years has been gaining an influence that is the new group of world servers this group are actively at work in the world the ranks being composed of people in every country in all races cultures all religions and none who are working to heal divisions between peoples recognizing that there is unity in diversity with this understanding there is but one humanity for at the soul level all are part of the one life without the divisions and barriers that are evident through the form hence we have the science of redemption which the art which is the art or science of relationship the new group of world servers or the group without any formal organization the rather they are identified by a subjective soul consciousness on the mental plane the group therefore is entirely inclusive and drawn from all humanity all nations races beliefs and cultures whether those who work who serve work in the relation in the religions and the scientific field healing politics finance economics journalism education psychology whether they be environmental thinkers philosophers scholars students of the age's wisdom or young people with creative ideas all who serve the common good are members of this group the word member being a sub subjective inner soul connection all who are not tied or handicapped by the form the spirit of light is in them and they intelligently love their fellow men all of these people if they are members of the new group must inevitably be reflecting thinkers must have creative objectives must be truly intelligent and must have added expanding love to their intelligence <clears throat> the group has a dual function with the inner part of the group having a close relationship to the hierarchy as they are sensitive to spiritual impression and the world of ideas that can be tapped into from the rain cloud of noble things ideas placed there by the spiritual guides of the race they sense that there is a divine plan with its focus on right relationships at all levels the second group consists of people of goodwill who are not usually aware of the plan or of the spiritual kingdom but the soul impulse is present and they serve in their various ways they can be thought of as the outer workers in the field who implement ideas brought down to earth by the inner group this extract from the rays and the initiations is worth reflection the initiate sees a new group of world servers brought under the illuminating power of Taurus 
with the rest of humanity still under the influence of Pisces. You have, consequently, the overshadowing rain cloud of noble things hovering over humanity, just as the hierarchy overshadows the new group and just as the soul overshadows the personality of man. You have all the needed illumination and light upon all the coming problems waiting to precipitate itself through the new group of world servers under the influence of Taurus, the nurturer of all illumination. And you have humanity at the same time conditioned and made sensitive by Piscean energy during the past 2000 years. You have therefore a condition of great spiritual promise. And in this combination of energies, you have present those forces which will implement the activities of the hierarchy, condition its initiates, affect every ashram, bring light into the present darkness, and as can already be seen, stir into new understanding the present Piscean consciousness of mankind. Finally, it's inspiring to consider the mission of the new group of world servers and the demands of humanity on them. They're described in the teachings as to receive and transmit light, to receive inspiration from the hierarchy and transmit that inspiration. To hold the vision of the plan to humanity because where there is no vision the people perish mediating between hierarchy and humanity and receiving light and power and under in the inspiration of love build a new world and finally to toil in pisces illumined by taurus responsible to the responsive to the Aquarian impulse coming from the hierarchy. <clears throat> These objectives are not only individual objectives, but the goal for the entire group. All who respond to the life-giving force of Aquarius and to the light-giving force of Taurus can and will work in the new group of world servers even though they have no occult knowledge and have never heard of their co-workers under that name. We shall now work in meditation using the full moon approach to the hierarchy. Meditation, letting in the light. The keynote, as said earlier, is I leave the father's home and turning back, I say.
group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of a new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. The planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Oh, no, 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 no,
extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. A higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extra planetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought. I leave the father's home and turning back, I save.
precipitation using the creative imagination visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring through the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest use a six-fold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation shambhala hierarchy the christ the new group of world servers the men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world and the physical centers of distribution A lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I the soul will outward move from that center i the one who serves will work may the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart through my group and throughout the world Visualize a downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy 
on streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the centre where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the centre which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone, for your participation. As I advised earlier, the full moon is at 7.17 tomorrow morning. So you can link it up subjectively, the full flow of the energies of the full moon. The next full moon meditation meeting is the, on Saturday, 16th of April at three o'clock. It's the Easter festival. And in London, there will be a Zoom meeting, but also physical participation at the Lucis Trust offices in Whitehall Court. Thanks very much. Bid you a good evening.